Hey, Matt. Normal intro. Hey, Peter. <laughs> yeah. We just did a not normal intro. And it failed. How are you doing? Good. It's been a while. It's been like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I. We're alive. We're still live. This podcast is live. And yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in still. We, we had to do, uh, record this episode sooner or later because it's the last episode we need to record before we can record episode 100. Yes, this is the penultimate episode before the 100th celebration, which will probably be, well, it might have been something, but now I'm not sure it's <laughs> going to be anything special because I went on vacation and kind of, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole production schedule is off. So, yeah. That's uh, give people what they're here for. This is what happens. Yeah. So, uh, how have you been? You, you've been. I haven't talked to you for like three weeks, except in Slack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Skip masterminds, good. podcasts. Yeah, I'm feeling well. Um, uh, like, yeah, things are looking, things are feeling good, looking good. Uh, I was gone on vacation for uh, seven days, Wednesday to Wednesday. Um, last week and uh that felt felt nice to get away for a while did not sit down at my computer and really do any work i just checked slack and twitter and uh like checked in and, and such but the team yeah giles and ryan did an awesome job just running th- things along and uh yeah when i basically got back here i we celebrated our uh twins 11th birthday so it's been kind of a yeah. uh Kind of a relaxing, but also a busy, yeah, you know, busy couple of weeks. Uh, did you find it hard not to work while you were on vacation? I, I didn't. Um, I really didn't. I, I noticed that I wasn't, and but it really just didn't. I, I, I didn't feel like a strong need to, and and I think it's because the you know, Ryan handles everything except for product very, very well. And on the product side, Giles is really building. Um, I'm, I'm also building, but, you know, think about it in two parts. Like there's the language, which is what I'm, what, which is what I've built and am building. And then there's the, the IDE, the development environment, the front end, uh, which is like a whole nother product in and of itself. <laughs> Giles has built all of that with my input. And, you know, I've built the language without uh, with his input and so what the language development kind of hit a kind of hit a plateau maybe about a month ago where i felt like it was feature complete it could do the things that i wanted it to do and um basically just in a maintenance mode on the language right now so that's you know my most the thing that i would normally do daily like the most grinded out thing i do is writing code python to develop the language and that it's kind of hit like i said a kind of a a stasis at the moment where it's got the features it needs when we find bugs i fix them but that means that on a daily basis as long as the team knows you know what to work on and why we're working on that and that there's good momentum um and i'm not blocking anything in terms of my input uh I would say my, I don't know how long this is going to last, but at the moment, at least my role is not, um, 
super operational not in like a daily sense it's more like weekly i'd say like once a week i've got to make sure that i sort organize prioritize and provide you know feedback on things um but uh yeah nothing nothing urgent at least i think the urgent the urgency is going to come back though on a few fronts so like product management when i came after i came back um like i said i was kind of half working because of the just settling back in after being away for a week and then celebrating uh, with the twins and the family. But then I spent Monday this week pro- product management. So I think product management and design are still like the two most operational things for me. And I really enjoy those and they're not at all draining. So I'm in a good state of mind at the moment. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if that holds. But <laughs> at the moment, it's living the good life as, as, as much as a, you know, seed stage startup can. That's, I mean, that's good to hear. I, uh, and it's crazy that your twins are turning 11 in my mind, they're at eight and, but I'm realizing it's a testament to how yeah. long we've known each other. It's been a few years, this podcast, yeah. been a few years, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah. When you and I met, they would have been eight. <laughs> perhaps yeah. they might have been right about to turn nine yeah because so. that was like early 2019 <laughs> wow yeah yeah that's cool um and then yeah, there's so... a, the year that we don't talk about in between and <laughs> <laughs> the year yes. that never happened and yeah but the clock was still ticking i guess yeah yeah for sure uh life goes by and so it, it's a i'm in a good state um i I'm really anxious for launch, uh, though, and I am kind of checking things and thinking a lot about growth now. You know, how are we going to grow this thing? What, what, what features or maybe shortcomings of the product are going to stand in the way of growth? What will hinder us because, you know, maybe churn will happen or, you know, this segment that would otherwise love it you know, can't quite get there because X is missing, you know? And so I'm kind of more thinking out loud about those sorts of things lately. And um, yeah, I really want to see strong growth post-launch here. That's that's the goal, you know? I don't want to see like a, a big spike and then, you know, the doldrums. And it's kind of setting the bar for myself in terms of, of what I want to see, so... Um, you got anything yeah. planned for the launch? The launch? What's what's? Uh... Yeah, uh, we do nothing in the product hunt sort of um, sense of the of the launch, but we are forming our launch plans. Given that we have you know over three thousand email addresses to date since I started, you know the business, the idea, uh, we've got almost three hundred early access signups, um, and. My plan is to, uh, I was talking to Ryan about this yesterday, can we essentially double the number of invites that we send out each week up to a point and then maybe just continue to use that email list to send invitations. At some point, it won't be early access invitations because like the product will be available. But what I'm actually thinking of doing is perhaps drawing up that list before we change the homepage to be general public or general a, GA, <laughs> general admission. Um, j- 
just to give us a little bit more of that time to figure out, you know, what's missing. Like we're learning stuff each week still, but at the same time, I think what we're learning each week is there's an increased number of people who would pay for this thing if it had a credit card field and an upgrade path. So, right. I mean, that's I what think we're the plan doing. is really to figure that out. Yeah. So like my plan is basically work through the list. And then in my mind, it's, it's going to take, I mean, it's going to end up take like a month or two to get through the list. And then, but then f- there's going to be, you know, the, the manual invite from me, that's going to, the first kind of like, you know, message they got that the product is live. Now you can use this thing. So like in my mind, I'm thinking like they, they they've started to like, get used to the idea that reform is a thing now that they can use when they need a form. And then when we launch, we're launching, like we can send them like a, a broadcast uh, in user list to the entire list and be like, now it's live, live. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully like, so people get like a few nudges to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're seeing the same thing as you've talked about with the, not everybody that we invite has an immediate thought or need or use case for building something with summit Um, the ones that do dig in more and then we were talking yesterday about we just want to see activation you know that's that's the next it's the next big milestone as you know is like seeing people activate and i think the most basic definition of an activated user that we can come up with that's easy to track is just returning returning users you know do people come back um sort of independent of it'd be easy to judge like the first visit and say are they activated i think you can see in the first phase phase if they are but i don't think you can say based on the first visit if they aren't like a lot of people just come and they literally spend two minutes looking around and it doesn't mean they aren't or they it doesn't mean they won't they aren't yet but it doesn't mean they won't and so i think what we're going to be looking at is you know who who visits and then doesn't visit again for a week or two weeks you know that yeah. to me is kind of what we don't want to see is a lot of people just disappear a lot of people not come yeah. back you know that that would be so I'm hoping that's what avoid. i'm that's uh that's what i'm thinking about a lot as well because we've yeah i think i'm seeing the exact same thing like we've i think i've been or out of the people i've invited about 200 have signed up or like gone through the registration uh, process, which does not require a credit card or anything like that. It's just a sign up form. And then Mm -hmm. out of the, I think we're, we're at about 30 customers. So when, so that's like a 15% uh, conversion rate from someone signing up till they become a a paying customer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, ideally I would like the number to be a little higher, but the thing is, it's like, it, for the for this cohort, it's only going to go up because over the next couple months, like people will have a need for a form, and hopefully they'll use their new <laughs> reform account to uh, to build it. So even though like the number is not super high right now, I mean it's not terrible, but it's not super high. It it can still go up from here if um, if we keep if we make sure that we're top of mind and people don't forget that they they have a reform account yeah yeah i this is um this is where my head's at is just getting enough because it it is going to be all about then the the funnel the conversion funnel and um i i 
think what I feel really good about at this point is just the, I think the conversion rate from, um, you know, free to paid is going to be uh, really good. Meaning I'm not really worried about just having like a, an abysmal conversion rate between um, abysmal conversion rate between people that sign up for free. And then they're just like, Oh, I love the free product. I guess I don't, you know, do I really need to upgrade? I don't know if I want to upgrade or care about upgrade. Like, I think that's, I think the conversion triggers and like the features that are in the paid version and the pricing is going to make that pretty compelling. So most of my focus and concern is going to be on do people engage with the product at the free level? Um, right. Get, I get that. I think the rest, I think the rest will be sort of easy. Like it'll come in time. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a like a muse science museum in Copenhagen. I remember as a kid, you get to funnel water through all these different systems, and you can like open and close these little dams and stuff like that. And it's really fun. But it's like if if it's open in like all the way in one end, it's like it doesn't matter what you do in the other end, right? So you you have yeah, to, especially yeah. with like a freemium thing, you really need to keep that in mind. It's like no one is yeah. going to upgrade to paid if they're not using the product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a zero upstream kills you. Um, and just that bottleneck upstream. So I think, I think that's the focus. And so I'm thinking a lot more about um, onboarding, you know, how do we teach people how to use the language? I think once you get that click, um, like I think it has done for Derek and you based on just our conversations, like once that click occurs, I think then it's like, okay, now we can work on, you know, how happy are you? What features do you need to be happier? What bugs do you see? But without that click, it's just sort of like another tool that doesn't really make sense to you. And, you know, maybe you'll use, but maybe you won't and that sort of thing. So um, I think education, teaching people how to use this thing is our biggest challenge. Um, and that's just going to take time and, and effort to to do. But I think teaching people how to use a product is it's it's this is a pretty well documented challenge meaning like lots of people have this challenge so I, I think we'll figure it out like and i think um since i enjoy teaching i i think doing more videos and um documentation um multimodal educational materials is kind of the the strategy i ended up in a really deep hole the other day in summit because i thought it would be fun to try to um model are kind of like the viral component of reform which is the powered by button um mm. <laughs> i don't know it so basically i want to do some some i guess recursion because i wanted to basically build a flywheel of flywheels in a sense like i i, I wanted to model just like the the standard channels that people would come in and then every time someone converted i also wanted to like start a mini <laughs> wheel of like you know people coming mm. from their forms based on how many submissions they had and mm -hmm. um, I, I i i don't think that would be possible right now to do but um i got some of the way and it was it was just it was fun to kind of like try to think through the problem at least yeah uh, yeah that's a good one i have a I have a cheat sheet in the docs where i talk about virality um nice yeah, so that might be something to check. That might be something to check out. Uh, funny enough, but uh, 
That's a good one. That's a good one. I think, you know, things that compound. So you, there's definitely multiple ways to represent exponential growth, but uh, flywheels are especially fun to try to do because they involve, you know, pointing things back at themselves eventually. So yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should take a look, but um, yeah, yeah I, I will say like I had a, I had a freak out moment as well last week, I guess. Um, Derek and I talked about it on, uh, on our product as well. And um, basically I freaked out a little bit about uh, runway and how is this going to work and what's the plan going to be and all this stuff. And, uh, so, and my first, my instinct was actually to go to summit and try to figure it out. And I, I, I did go to summit and I didn't go to Excel or sheet. So I feel like that was like, <laughs> afterwards wow. I was thinking about like, that's, I freaked out a little bit and then I went to summit. So I actually, yeah, that was like, it felt like what I needed. Um, yeah. That was basically, we had like a 180 message long thread in Slack, but it was basically based on what I put into summit. So nice. Yeah. That's, that was pretty cool. That's, I think. that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean that right there is kind of that's kind of the kernel of hope here that I have. It's like you didn't for uh new listeners and maybe just people that haven't uh, obsessed over every detail of this podcast, how dare you? But like you didn't say that about the last version. You said, you know, you kind of used the last version a little bit, but when push came to shove, uh you found yourself reverting to some simple G sheets because it was easier was to modify easier. them, I think. Yeah, yeah. And more flexible. And it was easier just to like focus on three variables and mm -hmm. ignore the rest. Mm-hmm. So you'd say the, the new version gives you that ability to maybe ignore a bunch of stuff? And just... Well, yeah. The thing is like in the old version, it was your model and not my model in a sense. Yeah. So but weird. in the new version, it's like wow. I can just take whatever um i want and use that and, yeah and build upon it so that's what i always end up doing is building upon it and but mm. i just like to start with something simple and it's kind of like programming in that sense mm -hmm. you start with like an empty test case like add a few stuff just to see that there's like what water coming through basically yeah yeah um, and then you can start to like try to like send some of it over here and send some of it over there and see what yeah. happens that's really cool i the um the jobs to be done uh framework that i that i laid out for summit had a section in there um called uh, anxieties what is it anxieties in use and then um anxieties and decision and then there's habits and use and habits and decision basically there's habits and anxieties that get people to regress back to their old solutions ways of solving yeah. these things and um, interesting how, because you kind of see your, you know, like you said, what you've seen, the new version of summit is yours. You made it. It's not being imposed on you. You're like, I think before you kind of want to just get, get away from that, get away from what was being imposed on you and get back to Google sheets because you could kind of eliminate the variability or the chance yeah. that maybe I'm just not doing this right, you know? Yeah, like for example, like the model I built, um, I took our current MRR and then I I was like, okay, in June, it looks like we're 
I think at the time we added 10 customers and it was on the 20th. So I was like, okay, 15, we're at a rate now of adding 15 customers a month. That it, that has not been so hard in June. Like it's just sort of happened um, with the invites we've been sending and, and, and the signups. And so it's like, okay, let's just start this with um, just holding that constant every month because I did it this month. So like, I know that I should be able to do it next month as well. And the month after, like, it's probably, it shouldn't be harder to get the same amount of customers every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started with that and then, but then it's like, it's really easy to like, okay, let's just try to make it grow by 5% or something like that. And you could quickly remove it again because you're like, yeah, maybe that's unrealistic or you don't really know. Or so you, it's easy to do stuff like that. The next mm. The next thing I did was like, okay, I know that I'm going to launch and I'm going to get probably get a few more signups, you know, the day I launch because I'm going to send an email to a thousand people and I'm going to be on Twitter and a lot of people are going to see it. So, okay, let's just throw 10 extra customers that month. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, in this month, I'm going to put it on Product Hunt. And if that goes well, like maybe let's say 15 customers. So it's like easy to just like, add a little uh, event and pipe it into the overall uh, customer growth that month mm. and multiply that with the, the ARPU, which I got from uh, Chart Mogul. And yeah, so it's just, it's so flexible and it, it, it lets me like be super conservative, but then play around with like more. Okay, mm. but let's say that we can grow by 10% per month or 20% per month. Yeah. Um, or let's say that we can grow... 20% per month for the next five months and then 10%, or, you know, it's yeah. when I do yeah, stuff yeah. like this, I want to be super conservative um, mm-hmm. when it's just for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still want to, you know, have a peek and see what's possible as well. Have you shown it to, have you shown it to Bjorn in any context? Not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. Just, I just told him. I spent some time in Summit. I think we'll make it work. That's what I told okay. you. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's really great to hear. And I know you had some feedback on things that could be better too. So, uh, or things that are confusing. So that's 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 where I want to be. And I, I was saying this um, saying this in our mastermind uh, a little while ago. I think the goal now is like, can I line up more people like you and Derek, <laughs> and like. I, I would, you know, if I could just have you all folks like you be the first thousand customers, I think that'd be amazing, you know? And yeah, so I think they're, out I mean, there. I kind of want to do a screen, a screencast about it. Like, that's what I thought one day is like, oh, it'd be cool to do a screencast about this. And I think I could, I could see people want to do that, like tutorials and screencasts and stuff like that. Cause it's fun. Mm. And like, I thought like, I saw a video on YouTube of Noah Kagan's, you know, famous, famously, like how he grew mint.com and the framework he made, which sort of, I, in a sense, became the traction book, um, was at least heavily inspired by that. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, hmm, that would be fun to try to do a tutorial on, like, how would you do it with Summit instead of Excel? Stuff like yeah. that. I think yeah. that, that's going to be big when people start doing that. Even for yeah. like freaking WP Pusher, people are doing that. There's like tutorials and, english and vietnamese and all these Ah. different languages on youtube and they're like if you go to meetup.com you can see that they're like people will talk about it on a meetup as like the topic of the meetup and stuff oh wow i think summit could be big for stuff like this because it's yeah it's gonna be a lot of people that would want to teach it i think 
Yeah, yeah. I it, actually that you know, like Rome Research has that fellow whose right. name I'm not going to remember. Oh, gosh, uh, no, is it not Nathaniel? Uh, shoot, Nat Eliason. Yeah, Nat Eliason. Yes, yes. He's. Uh, I think he does a lot of education for for Rome, right? And then uh, I know Brendan Dunn does a ton for Convert Kit, right? Like teaches sort of a master class for Convert Kit. I'd love to find a that for Summit, but not me, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's it's it is very time consuming and being willing and able to edit the material and do it well. It's it's it is to do it well is a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna provide some kindling, but I think you're right. Like if I could find folks who wanted to develop the educational community, that's a big part of our strategy going forward. Is like how do we enable the teaching and development of materials by the community for the community and have some of our own sort of master developers in house who can curate and manage that. But I think uh, like any other tool, Excel, Rome, um, convert kit reform, like you want to see people, WP pusher, you want to see people who know how to get the most out of it, sharing that with the world. So uh, if you're listening to this and you have any ideas, um, that would be cool. Thing to get feedback on. I'm, I, I haven't had a product like this before, where there was such, um, there was so much uh, opportunity to educate, or like so much sort of depth and breadth in terms of what the product can do. Um, and there's you know multiple ways to even do a given thing. So it's sort of impossible just to say that's that's the joy of it. There's there's a, it's a pretty open canvas. So. Um, well, there's a whole bunch of maker and manager stuff for me. <laughs> Thanks for that yeah. airtime. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm. Uh, I've been really tired the past month because of uh, grass pollen allergy. Hmm. It's just been a struggle, really. Um, but otherwise, good. The lack of sleep has been another thing with just a a very active baby, but. Uh, <laughs> been okay for me um but yeah. um yeah on the business side it's been, it's been fun but it's like the the pen, pendulum swings are really big it's <laughs> like my my <laughs> psyche is like almost 100 percent tied to like did someone sign up today yeah um, and like you yeah. know it's unhealthy but you also know that it's like it is fuel on the fire right now and it's like I, it's the kind of thing like I know this is danger territory. Like it's da- it's a little dangerous. Like I <laughs> I don't I know that I shouldn't feel like this for a year. Um, yeah, but like I also like I am able to like use this in a more like productive way right now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of like accepting that it's really stressful right now, and it's like you don't really know. You still really don't know. Like there. They're good signs and not so good signs, but I mean, the good part is that we're, yeah, as I said, like we've had 30 people pay for the product now and that's like twice as many customers that's a great number. when we shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great number. Um, I know your eyes are more on like the, the, you know, 100 plus kind of thing, but if you can get to 30, I think you can get to a hundred and you get to a hundred, you probably get to a thousand tens. I mean, at some point, you're like, okay, there's enough people willing to pay for this thing. Yeah. Right. And then um, it's like, it if 
the 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 problem is the way my brain works is like every time we've had a sign up and then it's been a few hours my brain is like that might have been the last sign up you ever get yeah and i don't know why <laughs> that's not what chart vocal will tell you like the graph goes like this like like a, yeah. not a hockey yeah. stick but like a, a steep hill yeah um, but your brain is like yeah might stop here that might have been yeah. the last one yeah it's all it's all, it's all dried up now um, yeah there he was last guy who's gonna sign up ever again <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, when when I look at it, it's like I just looked uh, in Chart Mogul, and I think in in April we added four customers, um, no five customers, and in May we added seven, and in June we added eleven. That's wrong. It was four, five, eleven. I think so. Four in April, five in May, and eleven in June. Um, that I know the numbers don't add up because that's like depending on when people start a trial and then some people prepaid and um mm -hmm. but that that's how the the chart looks there so it's if we if we can keep that trajectory uh, it should be fine but and even if we just you know add customers at the rate we're doing now like we're still gonna be okay i think yeah um because we don't we're we're not doing anything really to grow it besides me being on twitter and sending invites yeah and uh, yeah it's cool to have you know the invites left because it's like i use them on on days when i feel good like i don't send that many invites but then if i'm stressed mm -hmm. that not enough people signed up or something like that i'll just send a bunch of invites and feel better like i did something about it <laughs> yeah are you still sending those how how manually is that what are you doing to send invites yeah i, I am i am doing manually and it's uh it's a little silly um but, so you, but you said like you sent what, 40, 50, 60 invites last wave. I probably something? sent like thirty to forty a day. Thirty, forty. A day. But it takes me like thirty seconds to send one, maybe, because oh, okay, or even less. Like I have a spreadsheet, and then I just copy their email, and I have a template, and I use Polymail. Um, mm -hmm. So and it's all keyboard shortcuts. It's kind of okay. like superhuman. If yeah, you're not yeah. using Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey. Uh, Aner uses it. He recommended it. <laughs> so <Cool>. um, <laughs> we're open-minded. So it's like, you know, I hit C to like start a new email and then I paste their email address and then I hit a command to like show my templates and I hit enter on the first one, which is the invite. And I tap to like get to their name and I type mm -hmm. their name. Okay. And then I hit enter and it sends. So it's really fast. And then, but the thing is, the reason I like doing it is because sometimes it's people I know or it's someone I've talked to before. I know that they asked for something. So I can mention that. And I think it's really in increasing the sign-up rate that there's yeah. often like a little personal note as well. Or if their mm -hmm. site looks really great. Sometimes I'll say like, your site looks amazing. But then at the same time, it's like, it sounds can't. So only if I can like refer to some some specific stuff and it's genuine. Um, nice. But it's also like, it keeps... It's it's nice for me to see, um, like I'm very aware of who's on the list because I'm doing this, mm. so it feels it feels valuable still to do it. I'm not sure I'm gonna get all the way through the list because there's still 300 left or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe I'll maybe I will. I think it's weird that you and I have like 300 people left in our sign up list. We're launching a thing around <laughs> the same time. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. yeah 
it <laughs> one of us should be to the moon by now right <laughs> and one we're of us doing all the right things oh wait <laughs> or not. yeah, yeah. Uh, sure 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 yeah uh, yeah so but the, the thing like the thing that's really going through my mind right now is like and i was doing q3 planning today because i'm sending out my investor update tomorrow it's like how much right now this is like a multivariate equation and mm. i'm not sure my brain is very good at that and like i really i need plans like i need to formalize i need frameworks and plans and stuff like that be, that it, it because i keep forgetting parts yeah 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 <laughs> or variables because there are so many and i've started to to think that it's like and I, I talked a little bit about this with Derek on, on their podcast about how this reform started when we were just testing ideas. And I don't even know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but the first idea we were testing was uh, for investor updates because I was talking oh, to yeah. my investors a lot at the time. Dude, I, I even got that. Yeah. That's... I tried. I, I, I got a few people to use it like you. Um, the, the idea was basically to make it... The very short version was that I was basically trying to basically just pull an investor update that was very good and very relevant out of a founder. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like they're more likely to do it and the update is better. And yeah, that was the idea. And um, I still feel like it's a fairly good idea. Um, but then I was talking to a friend and um, I was like, I kind of want, like, I want them to fill out a form for the update instead of just a document. Like I want I want to ask them relevant questions and I want to kind of like get into a flow mode, kind of like when you're filling out a type form. Um, mm. And then he's like, can you just do it with type form then? It's like, that's actually a good idea. So like the same day, I just kind of built a prototype in type form and that's the one that you tried mm. um, and realized that it was ripe for a, uh, a new uh, <laughs> type yeah. form alternative. Yeah. So that was kind of like, so we were like, okay, let's test this idea instead because this seems more promising. And so the, it was just, you know, it was the second idea that we tested. We didn't have a grand vision or anything like that. Like we just had like things about type form and other form tools that we didn't like and that we thought we could do in a better way. Mm -hmm. So we built the website around that and obviously iterated and had conversations with potential customers and Typeform users. And, you know, we showed the website to like 30 people or more. Uh, so we iterated a lot, um, which I think is why it ended up resonating uh, with so many people. But we didn't start with like a grand vision or like, a, you know, to change the world or anything mm -hmm. like that. So we, did, we mm -hmm. didn't start with like a North Star in a sense. And then, you know, a thousand people signed up to the list and uh, like a hundred thousand people saw the tweet. And so, and we, in three months built the product and got 30 customers. And so it just happened mm. really fast. Um, yeah. but I think that's why it's still really hard to know exactly like what, where to focus and what to build, because it's like, we're catching up in a sense, like we're yeah. still catching up to basically what we described in that website. Interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a shotgun wedding with an idea, you know, like, yeah. like, it just that came together. But it's yeah. not like you were just, you know, sort of ruminating on this for months at your last job. And then you like, finally, it's coming together. And like, yeah, 
this was a very well, we were uh, working on another form tool but then we learned that the market really yeah. wanted this so we took a step back and decided to yeah. you know right or you, so. were at a, you were at a forms company that you realized wasn't doing it yeah. right so you left and started your own forms company <laughs> yeah We're yeah just like oh this sucks like let's see if we can do it better <laughs> mm. really yeah which um that's interesting there there's those scratch your itch things that consume somebody because the idea ends up just kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then there's the scratch your itch things that are more like it's a utility it's there um do you find yourself i was just, just going to sort of graph this question onto what you're talking about like do you find yourself can you see the end of the roadmap like is it do you run out, do you feel like you run out of ideas at some point or is it like oh man you know there's just no it's the opposite opposite okay yeah it's like step number 1 was just to build just to be like somehow on par from like a, maybe like an 80, 20 uh, perspective mm-hmm. with the other form tools, like what you're basically expecting from a form tool. Mm-hmm. But then when you start to think about like ways that we can differentiate and where you can like double down on like no low code, for example, like it's, it blows my mind how many ideas we have and things that we could do. And, mm. but the thing is like, it's, in the day-to-day like planning it's difficult to say should we build a drop down field type or a, a hubspot integration <laughs> <It's> like, yeah <laughs> and it feels like cuz so there's mm. so many variables but it feels like if we so i've been spending a lot of time on this like thinking about like our vision and what we actually want to build because we have had a lot of conversations about it mm-hmm. um but not just not very formalized and or formal um mm-hmm. it feels like if there's more of a north star like it would it was kind of it's would trickle down a little bit more uh, than it does now um but yeah at the same time i'm like i don't want to make a plan for the next two years because the whole reason why this worked was because we didn't have a super tight plan like we were open to listening and exploring so i want to keep that same mindset so yeah. it's not necessarily something that I think should be fixed right now, or it's just, it makes it difficult to like, try to keep the goal in mind. Yes. Yes. That's, um, I, I just, just so happened to listen to a podcast last night. I actually haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately. I think, I think I'm sort of like, I don't know, mentally, uh, detoxing which doesn't mean these are toxic but like sort of just uh freeing myself from from all this input so i can kind of think more independently um without all these sort of voices but i i did listen to this podcast last night she was the head of product at uber for a while and it's called the product podcast and um it ends up it, it was really again it felt really sort of cleansing because she talks about product vision and the utility of it as a way of generating ideas that otherwise wouldn't come from your users Hmm. she says you know we're so focused on customer empathy and agility and validation and mvps which is all good those are she calls those foundational product management but then what is the goal what's the point of having a vision she said at uber it was tap a button get a ride that was the vision concisely. 
that like when you would just meditate on that vision mantra if you will like tap a button get a ride oh that led us to think about oh we should have a wallet we should have a this we should have a that and it kind of allowed the team to think about things that nobody was asking for (laughs) but yet they knew people would appreciate you know and so i just found it to be really it was a nice um way of kind of bridging this gap between where are we going long term and what are people asking for and then how do we prioritize the stuff that like we know we need that drop down but we also know we want this thing because i want it because i it, it's what the market needs but isn't really talking about to us and so anyway i from a product management perspective you just made me think about prioritizing week to week or month to month um or even quarter to quarter i think there's there's a lot to that because i'm even looking at the summit roadmap now and going wow you know building an ide like (laughs) there's probably 64 features that i could just rattle off right um what's the right thing for us to do next and then you're like oh well but people want to publish templates and share those. Like that's a whole nother theme, you know? So I don't know how you're, I don't know how you're, you said you like these frameworks and structures. It'd be fun to see. I did listen to the podcast where you were talking, um, well, you were talking to Eric about this and their mastermind, sort of like what's the cadence at reform these days from like a weekly prioritization perspective. And I'm sure there's tools there that we could get into just as far as, you know, what themes are you focused on? Yeah. And what do you, I've been what do you do doing next? a lot of exploration in that area. That, so I've been the opposite, listening to a lot of podcasts mm, mm-hmm. and uh, especially the intercom ones has been, dude, oh, gosh. been really helpful. Yeah. So good. They're masters of product. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I need frameworks, but I also think Derek had a point about like not being too locked up in a framework. But it is, it if we we if we hadn't launched to users yet, if we were still just building, if we were still sitting in a garage and building a product, I think it would be easier in a way. But mm-hmm. in the day to day, it's like you just have to, you're just faced with bug reports and sentry mm-hmm. issues and baseline features that people are asking for that you're like this is i understand why you need this this is like something you would expect (laughs) but we don't have it Mm -hmm. um so it's and our time is just limited so it's it's the whole like we talked about this a few episodes back about just decisions there are an insane amount of decisions to be made yeah one thing i did do actually that i i kind of wanted to mention was um I found myself um, being very, to some extent, um, dependent on getting input from you and Derek because you're both very smart and you have a lot of product experience. So I think when I was really stressed and like trying to wrap my head around or like, what's next, what's next, what's next, it it almost was like, oh, it'd be nice to, it would be nice to get uh, to talk to Derek and Matt about this, and um, but it all almost became like it, it almost blocked me to some extent uh, because I'm like a lot of the times you would say something that surprised me because you were thinking about it from it in a different way than I thought about it, and but then when you when you explained that I was like hmm that makes so much sense, and then I started reflecting about like why why did they come to a different conclusion than I did, 
hmm. uh, on sort of like a, uh, an, a on a meta level and it almost like it became almost empowering to me because then i started to think like so apparently they're very good at thinking about these sorts of problems what if i could figure out how to be good at thinking about these types of problems like what if i could get to a point where i could make these kinds of decisions completely on my own um and then so that led me down like a whole uh in a in a deep hole of like mental models and mm. i picked up uh, shane paris's book about mental models as well and nice. and it's really helped it's helped clear my mind a bit already like just trying to always like take a step back just simple Really, mm -hmm. really simple ideas when you think about it, like doing a thought experiment or asking why five times, stuff like that. It's like, it's so helpful. Like you can, I, so to some extent, I'm trying to be you or Derek in my head, right? Just asking like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Or are you sure that you have to do that? <laughs> it's like, and it, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's on, it might sound silly, but it's honestly, honestly felt a bit empowering to just kind of tell myself like you if you think about it hard enough, like you might actually be able to make this decision on your own or like come to the right conclusion or a good conclusion because obviously yeah. there are no right or wrong conclusions. Yeah, that's, uh, well, it's flattering, but, but I mean, point being, I, I, I love hearing that you feel like you're making progress in this stuff. I mean, for me to simplify it, I don't, I, I mean, Shane, Shane is amazing and he's created sort of like almost this discipline around this idea of mental models and this practice and geez tech twitter has blown it up to being this like almost obnoxious like uh sort of like um i you know ivory tower post-academic ivory tower of like this is the way to critically think i think for me it's more like and i think a lot of people do this it's the it's the walks it's the you know while you're taking a shower it's while you're you know driving down the road and staring st staring down the uh white dash lines it's like you almost just think about something from enough directions until something clicks and you're like yeah you know with with like strategic product management at summit these days i think the framework that's really clicking for me in the last say month has been uh kind of this regret minimization way of thinking about it um and almost like okay if product development stopped 30 days from now what would i wish we had done you know yeah. that gives me a lot of clarity on like what to do next because urgency yeah. is kind of the mantra as opposed to, you know, um, yeah, urgency is the mantra. Like, what do I wish so, we had yeah. done? Yeah. Yeah, I tweeted about that the other day. It's like, there's a reason we got this far in three months. Like, we, it was very intentional. Like, it's not like it just happened. We worked really hard, but we also, and that that's like big credit to you and Derek, uh, for that and maybe especially Derek because he's been very like brutally like shutting down my ideas and <laughs> being like you don't need that just move move on <laughs> faster yeah. um and um so like we've the thing I'm trying to say is like it actually is important the kind of decisions I make because every time I make a decision it might mean that we spend two weeks working on the wrong thing right now. Yes, which um, is which very is expensive. like yeah, that's like in one sixth ways. of the time we've spent in total on the product. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I feel that, and every two week in my head is like a bet. 
that's kind of how I think about it. Like the shape up mm-hmm. approach is like, hmm, mm-hmm. what would be a nice bet for the next two weeks? Mm-hmm. I think that's the right way to think about it. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, so that, that's fun. <laughs> that is. I, um, I actually have to run. So we might need to, well, probably need to call it. But let's do this another time. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make this a habit. <laughs> um, it's good to see you again, man, and, and talk these things through. Yeah. Um, Likewise. I'll uh, catch you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>